Hello, my name is Reese. Today is May 23rd, 2022. Today we have Dr. Fryer here to be interviewed. Hello, Reese. Thanks so much for interviewing me. It's a lovely rainy day. We've got the virtual fire going. I just feel so cozy, so I'm excited for the interview. That's wonderful. Today's topic will be about siblings and travel. My first question for you what were your siblings' names? How old were they? How much younger were they to you? So I have one sibling. I have a sister whose name is Trudy, and she is seven years younger than me. So, um, yeah, when I was graduating from high school, she was in fifth grade, I guess, finishing. Is that right? Something like that. So she lives in Kansas City, the Kansas City area now with her family. Do you have a strong relationship or did you? You know, we uh, we have a good relationship. I We see her usually, or I say we, our family does uh, a couple times a year. I'm excited to see her actually in two weeks because her family's going to come for Rachel's graduation and that's going to be fun. Um, but... I don't think that we have a strong relationship as like actually my wife has with her sister. So it's interesting how that, you know, changes over time. But um, but we love each other and um, we support each other. And, you know, it's uh, but I don't I don't actually like my wife talks to her sister pretty much every week. And I don't talk to my sister that often. Um, I could I could pick up the phone and talk to her. But um, but yeah, we have a good relationship. But I wouldn't say we're super close uh, still. When you, uh, when you were young, did you ever think you were going to get another sibling, or do you think, it, or did you think that it was just going to be you? So, um, I mean, I don't know exactly what I thought um, when, I mean, I was, I don't, that was seven when she was born, but I do remember that my mother actually couldn't have any more natural children, so like. I was almost not born or there was some like it was um, kind of dangerous um, for my mom. And the doctor, I think, told her basically not to that she couldn't have any more kids. So we our family adopted my sister um, and I was really excited to have a sister and to um, be a big brother. And I do remember some of that kind of stuff. We lived in Mississippi when that happened. Um, she was born in San Antonio, uh, but we were in Mississippi. So but I never I, I don't. I never thought that I would have more. And what's interesting is a lot of people like end up, well, when you get married and decide if you're going to have kids, I think sometimes people want to have the same that they had before. So both my wife and I just had one sibling. Actually, we each have one sister. Um, and so we had came from families of two children, but we have three children. So we broke the mold and have more children than we grew up with. But no, I just, I, I don't think I... I was ever expecting to to have more, but it was it's wonderful, and I definitely feel very strongly about how wonderful adoption is, and how, you know, having an adopted, having an adopted um, brother or sister, like to me, it is, I mean, it is your brother and sister. It's not like oh, you're adopted, you are a brother or sister. What was the first thing you did when you saw her? Gosh, you're asking me to remember something from. Uh, 1977 uh 
You know what? I think I remember things more from pictures than I do like in my own mind. That's a pretty interesting question when you ask somebody like what your earliest memory is because I think we tend to see pictures or videos and things and then we remember those things. So I vaguely remember um, like picking her up at the um, what's called Methodist Mission Home, which was the place where we adopted her. I remember that we had a silver Ford Thunderbird <laughs> my parents rented. It's a strange thing to remember. But I and I remember her like wearing pink bonnets when she was really little, but I don't know if that's when she was born or not. And I remember she didn't have really any hair, so my mother had to like glue like bows in her hair. Random things I remember. <laughs> but um you know, I remember loving her and I think I remember holding her. But I don't remember that's a long time ago. So but I do have some. What is your favorite part of having a sibling? Oh, well, I think, um, you know, having somebody to count on. It's actually one of the things now, because our parents are older. Like Mrs. Fryer, both her parents died about, mm, I think it's been about two years. They both died in the same year. And so my parents are 82 now. They were, all of our parents were born in 1940. And so when your parents get older, we are very thankful that my mom and dad like really did a good job um, saving money and and taking care of themselves. So sometimes kids have to like take care of their parents, and so one of the the things that I think of as far as my relationship with Trudy now and that's great is you know we're we're both there to care for my parents and to be there for them. So I don't know. Am I answering the question very good? I think I forgot the question. <laughs> uh, the question was. What is your favorite part of having a sibling? Right. And I, I would say, yeah, just, well, I mean, growing up together and just also, you know, sharing holidays and sharing our families together and the relationships. I think it's actually seeing relationships between our kids because, like, our youngest child, Rachel, is 18 and she's graduated from Cassidy. But, like, she particularly got really close to my sister um, my my sister and my brother-in-law's children playing Minecraft and like having fun and looking forward to seeing them and just I don't know seeing that relationship of cousins and how they you know enjoy each other I don't know that's one of my favorite parts I guess I love my cousin my cousins too because sisters and siblings you just have them always there, and then they just kind of get annoyed at you, and you get annoyed at them, and like, I mean, you but you love them at the end of the day, but it always just kind of, you just kind of get bored of them. So having just cousins that they're still related to you, and you get to see, but just not that often, it's a lot of fun. Now, let me ask you a question: Are your cousins older or younger, or do they live nearby, or are they far away? Um, my cousins live in Indiana. I have a junior high schooler, his name is Jack, uh, a, she's a soft, she's going to be a sophomore next year, um, her, her name is Anna, Mary, she is a year younger than me, so she is in fifth grade, almost sixth, and then I have one Evie, she's a year older than me. That This is all my dad's side now. Evie's a year older than me. Uh, and then I have Ruth. I don't really know how old she is. I'm pretty sure, 
I want to say she's eight. That's a, that's a lot to keep track of. It reminds me of some people I know who are grandparents, and they have like lots of grandchildren. <laughs> it's a lot to keep track of because, of course, everyone gets older every year, but it sounds like you have a lot of cousins. Technically, I have 16, but 12 of them are step-cousins. So they're not exactly my cousins, and I don't know any of their names or any of their ages. Okay. I just kind of know what they look like. Well, and I think that's, that's something important, too. So we have... Um, I mean, members of our family have have remarried and have have, um, blended families, you know, and I think that's something that's really important, too. It's like that can be hard and challenging um, and you see people handle that in in different ways. But, you know, families come in all different configurations. And, um, you know, like I said, one of the one of the great things is when you have events and things like that. Uh, and families come together. You know, it's sad. Sometimes it takes a wedding or a funeral to get everybody together. And that's why sometimes when you get together, when it's not a sad occasion, um, you know, like for graduation, you know, for Rachel's graduation, I'm really excited, um, especially since we're moving to North Carolina. We're going to be further away, and that makes my sister and her uh, family and my parents probably a little bit sad because we haven't been that far away. We're going to be, you know, it's like 16 hours away, which is now we're, we're about five or six hours away from them which is still a little ways but anyway it's uh it's great to see them grow and change and family reunions and other gatherings like that um are are great and it's especially good to see friendships form between cousins and you know the family the family bonds form and grow and it's really it is it's a good thing speaking of uh reunions and weddings and like uh family gatherings uh, really the only time I've ever seen my step-cousins, the only time I've seen them, is at my grandparents' wedding. Uh, my It was really special for uh, me and my family because, first of all, it was my first wedding, and I was a flower girl with my cousin, Mary. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but it made it really special, especially since uh, my grandma was a widow for... 10 years so it was kind of fun to just like see her so excited with him and I remember when I was little and uh like running around my grandma's chair while uh skipping with my sister and saying grandma has a boyfriend grandma has a boyfriend when they were texting That's awesome. mm-hmm. so one thing that that has me thinking of you know our kids are all getting older so our son is what 25 now um and we have a 21 year old daughter and then rachel's 18 so you know we we don't have that many people in our family and so there haven't been that many weddings and then sometimes people don't have big weddings which of course they're expensive to have but it it does it can it can be fun and have fond memories and so you know i don't want to rush anybody and getting married and any of that but at the time when that's right um, it's something that I look forward to because I'm looking forward. I'm actually cooking barbecue for our family. Um, not everyone's going to be here, but we're going to have kind of a graduation party for Rachel. And I'm really looking forward to that a lot. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's something that, um, we'll look forward to when the time is right. But I have memories of, of my cousin's wedding in Kansas. I think Rachel was like five years, six years old, and she danced on the dance floor, and she was just so into it. Anyway, we have these memories. 
Um, but there's not, like I said, not, not that many weddings and not that many events like that. Um, but there's some really special memories that go with that. Speaking of your kids getting married, what what do you look for most in their significant other, if you will? Oh, wow. Huh. Well, you know, I think that when your kids start to date and you um, are meeting them and, you know, you're at that stage of life, you know, you're really trusting that your kids um, have good heads on their shoulders and they're able to be able to think about those kinds of things. And you learn a lot when you're dating and stuff. So, you know, we haven't ever had the experience of like, oh, I don't approve of this person or something like that. Um, you know, I mean, I want our kids to actually date um, different people and be able to have different experiences and just also good people that are just going to take care of them and be kind to them. And I want, I want them to find people who have hopefully similar values to them. You know, that was one of the things that was really important when Mrs. Fryer and I met was, I mean, she really wanted to have a family and that was really important to her. And, um, I actually know some people, this may sound crazy, but I know somebody who's his older brother um, that married somebody and, and his wife never wanted to have children. They ended up getting a divorce. Um, but it's important to have some, some basic things like you, they say opposites attract and there are definitely lots of different things about, about, uh, people that can still work with their relationship. But I want to, I want our kids to find people that share their values. Um, and especially things about family and, you know, caring for children and, like the ways that you want to parent. Um, and that's hard. Like, how do you know that kind of stuff? Um, I think it's good to meet people's families, not to say that somebody's going to be just like their family. I mean, we all have the ability to decide what it is we like about how we were raised or things that we experienced and how we want that to change. Um, but, um, yeah, I want my, my kids to, to meet people that I think will compliment them and uh, love them and respect them and um, be able to to grow with them and also to be committed to them. You know, I mean, all kinds of things happen in life. And sometimes, you know, people have to make different decisions and nobody should stay in a relationship where they are being, you know, hurt and there's, there's a lot of bad things that can happen and a lot of reasons why people don't stay together. But uh, I would pray and hope that they will find somebody who will be able to take care of them and share their values, um, but also stick with them, you know, because there's a lot of tough stuff that can happen in life. And, you know, with both the people that we marry and then the people who are our friends, we all we, we never want to be alone. We want to have people that stick with us and support us. And so that's the kind of person I want them to each find. Do you want to move on to the travel portion of this? Or do you have anything else you want to say about family? Well, no, that's good. This is actually getting to be a little bit of a deeper interview than I thought. You're a, you're a good interviewer. So, yeah, sure, let's talk about travel. Uh, I'll ask you first, Where what's the most exciting place you've traveled to? Um, Most exciting? Italy. Uh, we did this Adventures by Disney and Adventures by Disney is amazing. Uh, they take you to, instead of just like one place, you go to all the landmarks and special places of wherever you, of wherever you are. So we went, 
when we went to Italy, we went to the Mediterranean Sea, we visited Pompeii, we saw uh, Venice, we saw Rome, we saw uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, I don't know which one that is in. But we did all the fun things. Uh, we made, we painted masks in Venice because uh, that's something that's super special. And we got to make pasta too uh, on this farm, and it was very beautiful. Uh, but if we're going to talk about favorite places and what I was most interested in, definitely uh, Bahamas. Last summer, so I love beaches and I love animals, and last summer we uh, went to the Bahamas. The roads were not too good, but besides that, everything was amazing. The beach was amazing, and the animals and the creatures were so cute and cool. Uh, summer. And the bo- the most amazing part of it all is uh, when we went on the boat. So we did this boat tour, and we got to see this mermaid playing piano. It was a statue. Uh, there was a bunch of different uh, sea life that we got to see. So we got to see barracudas, uh, crabs, turtles. We got to pet uh, turtles. And there were so many amazing uh, animals that we got to see and at one point we got to feed stingrays and I love stingrays stingrays are my favorite animal so doing that was just an amazing experience what about you oh well so I've been able to travel kind of a crazy amount really I guess um, some of it was because I presented and and taught at conferences or presented at conferences so you know I, I've been well my first big trip was to turkey when i was about mm, 12 years old maybe in 1982 i went on a two-week bus trip with my grandmother and my mother and it was around um the western part of turkey but we started in istanbul i know you guys have been didn't we play the that's right not not constantinople and learned all about that history but then we actually went to the location they believe is ancient Troy. Um, we visited um, places that are mentioned in the Bible, like Ephesus. Um, we went into the interior in Konya. We went to Ankara, which is the capital. But really, that was that was amazing because I'm sure when you were in Italy, you got a, a bigger sense of history because it, Italy's an old country and they have a lot more history than we do. We're a very young country. And so that was a big experience for me that just kind of opened my eyes to history. And it probably got me not only more interested in history, but also I think politics and culture and geography. And I ended up you know, studying geography and political science when I was in college. Um, but that was, uh, that was a, a great trip. Um, but the most recent international trip I took was four years ago. I went to Cairo, Egypt. And so I still don't know exactly how they found me and invited me as probably from my blog or, you know, the kinds of things that I publish and have shared before, but it was a conference and I was able to speak, but oh my gosh, going to Cairo, Egypt and the last day, a friend who had known my parents and my father, um, took us on this tour and we got to go to the Cairo Museum, see the, you know, Tutankhamun and all the different historical artifacts, which are thousands and thousands of year, years old. I mean, it is one of the oldest civilizations on the planet. And they did such a good job, like, preserving their culture. The pharaohs did, not the poor people, but the wealthy, because they carved all these things in stone and wrote in hieroglyphics. But then 
the last thing we did was we saw the pyramids in the evening when the sun was setting and we took pictures and then we had dinner at this hotel it's called the hotel mina and when you study world war ii uh, one of the big things that happened at the end of world war ii was the leaders of the winning countries met at a place called yalta and it was the president of what was the soviet union or russia and then he met with three people um, it's just the screensaver. We're good. Uh, he met with Winston Churchill and Frank, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Um, and so both of those people, Winston Churchill and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, had met with the leader of what was it's now Taiwan, Chiang Kai-shek. And he, they, they were at this hotel where we were, and we sat outside, and the pyramids were right beside us. And the man that we were with said, and right over there is where Churchill met with Roosevelt and Chiang Kai-shek. And we were eating this amazing food, watching the sunset, and the pyramids were there. And I was just like, I want to come back here with my wife and my kids. And one of the things that our friends told us about that he did with his wife is he took a Nile River cruise down the Nile, and you can go to the Valley of the Kings, where these mummies are and the, all these different things are preserved. And it's just, like, the colors are amazing. And, it you know, it just... Egypt is a dangerous country, actually, in, in many respects today. Um, but I just... I hope at some point I could go back. Um, that was really a, a wonderful experience. What is your favorite place you went to that had, like, the best food? Like, out of all the places, like, even if, like, the entire experience was bad, but, like, the food was just more exotic and delicious. So this may be a surprising one, but um, I actually really like Ethiopian food. And I have discovered it in Tucson, Arizona. Now, we have an Ethiopian restaurant here called the Queen of Sheba. Have you ever been there or heard of it before? No. Okay, so here, you can put this on your list because you don't have to leave Oklahoma City to do to eat this. Like, I grew up, and you hear about Ethiopia, and you think of seeing pictures of people who are really, like, hungry and you know, have malnutrition. And so I was like, Ethiopian food. But it is really rich, and you eat it with your a lot with your hands and with bread. There's um, trying to think of the name of the bread that you have. Um, it's not really like pita bread. It's it, it's kind of like spongy. But anyway, there's all these dishes, meat dishes and um, vegetable dishes. And the only places I've really had good Ethiopian food, this restaurant in Tucson, Arizona, that my wife and I discovered on our honeymoon because our friends took us there. There's a place in Washington, D.C., in Georgetown. I've been there several times. Um, and then we've actually found one that's in the Dallas area that we've had. And then the Queen of Sheba here. Maybe they're in—I mean, sure, there's other places, too. But that's a very unusual one because that's what—we didn't discover that internationally. Um, but that's amazing. But I just thought of one other thing. So I've had a chance to go to China four times. And in Shanghai, China— there is this restaurant where they have these soup dumplings and they serve them and they have the soup inside and they're really hot and they are absolutely amazing. There's a place in, in San Francisco that's supposed to be almost exactly like them and we found a, a restaurant in Dallas that serves them but it's really not, not very common I think to find these kinds of soup dumplings but oh my they are absolutely amazing. And I really hope I get to go back to Shanghai at some point um, and eat at this restaurant. And I wish I knew the name of it. Um, I wrote it down at one point. But it is, like, spectacular and really, really amazing. Would love to have that again. Um, my favorite place for food, uh, probably Italy. 
I love pasta and just how amazing they make it. Mwah. <laughs> what was that like when you all made the pasta? What kind did you make, and and how did you do the? Did they give you flour and made it from flour? Like, how did you make pasta? So it's a very interesting way, and I would never think it would. This is how you make it, but uh, there's flour, egg, and I, yeah, I think so. Or maybe it's just egg and, or maybe it's just egg and new and flour feel like it is um so with the flour you kind of make this bowl and then uh, i'm trying to remember how you do this and then you kind of just yes yes like you make this bowl put the eggs inside and start like making it i can't remember the whole process of like how you make it no, um, so <laughs> I'm glad because it probably tasted disgusting, but, <laughs> yes, uh, and then I made a Disney, Sense of Adventures by Disney, I made a, two Disney noodles, uh, you just kind of make, uh, like two circles or three circles too small yeah put them together and then uh we also use like forks and knives oh wait i think we like rolled it up in a way Uh, yeah we okay so we rolled it up after so we, we needed it made it flat then like rolled it and then you just cut it so when you undo your roll it's just like strands and that was really fun you made me think of another place, and this actually is not international, but it was Italian. So right before COVID, the summer before COVID, I got to go to Providence, Rhode Island to a conference, and it was wonderful, and we stayed in the dorms of the college, and we, um, uh, there's a place in Providence called Little Italy, and the mafia and the mob used to be there, and it was like kind of dangerous, and supposedly they got rid of them, but all the restaurants stayed. Anyway, there's a small restaurant, and there's only like seating for 12 people, and it's super hard to get in, and some people have to like sign up and make a reservation months in advance. Well, I was all by myself, and I just called and said, hey, do you happen to have a free spot? And they did, and I went. And it was so expensive. It was like the most expensive meal I think I've ever paid for. I don't even want to admit how much I paid for it. It was over $100, of course. But it was five courses, and every course had a a wine pairing. And this man knew, like, where the grapes came from on the hillside in Sicily and where this one came from. And it was just he and his wife in in the kitchen. He was serving, so I think she was doing most of the cooking. But anyway, that was amazing and I told myself, okay, I can only do this if I will bring my wife back there. So that's on my list of things to do is to bring her there. But that's, I don't know, you probably had some Italian food that was as good as that. But that was the best Italian food I've ever had. And it was just so cool how he knew where everything came from and all that. I think we probably better wrap up. Uh, Thank you for coming on to my interview. Uh, Do you have any last words? Well, I wish you the best of luck in seventh grade and in life. And who knows, this is going to go on the Internet. So maybe we'll listen to this years from now and remember when the rain was falling outside and we were in the last week of sixth grade. So it's been a great to have you in our advisory.